Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, let me get a, <clears throat> a sip of Sip of a drink here. Yeah, I wish I could say that I was taking this drink while I was uh, sitting by a pool somewhere uh, sunny, but uh, no, I'm rotting away in the heat in New York City, everybody. Uh, This is Andrew here. I just want to welcome you to this Animation Damnation summer rerun. Uh, As you know, uh, we're sort of on a a bit of a break here till mid-September, but we're playing... uh, Spinning all the golden hits, as it were. Uh, <laughs> whatever, Andrew. Uh, last, uh, last, this past Tuesday, uh, we just aired the first of our summer reruns on WHM Prime. That was, of course, the new adventures of Pippi Longstocking. Uh, and I thought, you know, I want to throw in some animation damnation here. Now, if you're not familiar with animation damnation, uh, it's the brainchild of our own Steve Sadak. Uh, you know, uh, dude loves watching himself some shitty cartoons on YouTube. Uh, and he thought, you know, make this great little, you know, side cast, uh, animation damnation. We pick some, some bad cartoons, pick an episode and, uh, just kind of riff for a bit. Mainly it's us, uh, you know, just like the movies, uh, spoiling our childhood and yours. Uh, so, uh, you know, this episode, uh, it was originally, uh, what we call an app only episode. If you happen to, uh, purchase our Libsyn app. Uh, it was the only way to originally get this episode, but we wanted to make it public to everybody uh, to celebrate the summer, to celebrate Animation Damnation. It's become really popular. Uh, it's going to continue, uh, which does remind me, now that I'm uh, uh, here on my Animation Damnation soapbox, uh, be sure to get your emails in to Steve. Uh, we all hate movies at gmail.com because in September we will be doing a listener requested Animation Damnation. That's right. Uh, just like all of September, we're going to have uh, Listener Request Month for WHM Prime. We will be doing one, maybe two, if we have the time, so no promises, uh, Listener Requested Animation Damnations. Now, normally with, anim- uh, with uh, Listener Request Month, we have you guys call in uh, to the WHM hotline, uh, which again is 718-925-3893, or our Skype username, We Hate Movies, uh, all one word. Uh, but that's for WHM Prime only. For animation damnation requests, right into the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. And what we want from you is uh, the cartoon, the title of the episode uh, from the cartoon, um, a little bit about why you think it's you know pretty crazy, and then either a streaming link. Uh, let us know if it's on Netflix, if it's on Hulu, or if it's on YouTube. Because listen, I am not using my Amazon Prime account to get some box set overnighted or something like that. Uh, We're not playing that game, so it's got to be available on something we can stream. Uh, But get those emails in. Just like the calls, you have until August the 18th. Uh, After that, the request lines for both WHM Prime and Animation Damnation are done-zone. Now, the episode we're going to flash back to right now is an episode of uh, G.I. Joe uh, from the early 80s. The episode is uh, Joe's Night Out. And um, 
Well, it's just really silly. It's the G.I. Joes go to a nightclub and then they get blasted into space because it was the 80s and we're making cartoons. Uh, so that's it. No outro from me at the end. Enjoy animation, damnation. And uh, you will be back. Uh, well, we'll we'll be back in September. Uh, but we will be around next week with another WHM rerun. Uh, I forget what it is. Oh, yeah. What did I say? Pointless sequels. That's the clue. It's a pointless sequel. So look back through the, the catalog of episodes uh, that we've done. Uh, and it's a pointless sequel. It's one of the several pointless sequels we've made episodes out of. So enjoy Joe's Night Out. And I hope you are enjoying your summer. No fat G.I. Joes, huh? No. Well, how are they going to do the work? They're running around shooting stuff. I think it's more of like a date, like you're sitting down at a computer, like a super hacker. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the 80s. You can have a hacker there. There's a guy named Mainframe. He's a computer guy, but he's just another hunk like the rest of them. Mainframe should be covered in, like, cheese doodle dust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The fingers. Yeah, it's all over the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Ew. Oh, yeah. And he's just wearing all these ill-fitting clothes. Like, he's got... Basically, they won't they won't make him custom clothes, so he's got to wear like you know le- leathernecks old outfits. He should be wearing a GI Joe T shirt. Like that's <laughs> what, what I think it is. Is that like a Secret Santa person just like gives him one of like a double XL bowling shirt? <laughs> Here, this is what you should be wearing. I'm just gonna suggest it this way. That's his GI Joe code name is bowling shirt. <laughs> well, at least it has a collar. Welcome to Animation Damnation number four. I am Andrew Jubin alongside Christopher Cabin and Steven Sadek. We're talking about an episode of G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. The episode in question is Joe's Night Out, which aired... (laughs) Jesus Christ, this fucking show. Which aired November 10th, 1986. And I'm glad you used the indefinite article and there, an episode of G.I. Joe. We're coming back. Don't worry. I mean, like, I know that everyone's going to be like, oh, you got to... Because this show, it's it's amazing. Because I've watched a few episodes. This show is in two categories. One, it's the Joes versus Cobra doing things that make sense, and they're on the battlefield, and they're trying to infiltrate each other, and that's fine. And then the other half of this show is the craziest shit in history. I prefer the craziest shit in history over the Joe Cobra will they, won't they? (laughs) Exactly. That's what this episode is. The craziest garbage anyone ever put on television. And, I mean, they could have... I think they could have bowling shirt because... In this episode, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I have, I've only watched this and, like, I think one other episode. Um, is Dial Tone's entire, like, specialty dialing the phone? <laughs> I think he, I, he's I the receptionist. Know. He's the guy who's really good at, like, calling collect really fast. He was, like, their 10-10-220 guy. <laughs> because he's not really doing anything. In dial this- Tone, punch in the numbers. Other than, like, dialing a phone number from a pay phone. That's all he really does in this show, in this Hawk, episode. Hawk is like, get me the president! And he's looking at a phone, he's like, dial tone? <laughs> dial tone's at lunch! <laughs> well, who's, who's gonna dial the president? We have an emergency on our hands! Who sent dial tone out for lunch? I'll page him, hold on. <laughs> How are you gonna page him? You can't use the phone to page! <laughs> oh god, we're sunk! Then just all the G.I. Joes are bombed by Cobra. Well, I think that's the thing, is it's not even so much that 
he can't dial the phone, but dial tone would give him so much shit if he ever tried to. What the fuck did you do? What the fuck? I'm gone for 10 minutes. Look at this phone. Look at this keypad. You're just going to go underwater. Wetsuit wouldn't like that. Don't dial my fucking phones then. Yeah, the Dialman Union 83. (laughs) He goes on strike. He's just picketing with one sign in front of the Joe command board. Just, you know what, dial tone? Just dial the fucking number, okay? Then you can go back. Nope. No, I'm standing tall. It's him, Don, and Shirley just hanging out. (laughs) The rest of the receptionist pool. (laughs) So I guess the idea about, I mean, like, you know, G.I. Joe is about, it's a a toy commercial, obviously. I mean, it was for toys, by toys, written by toys, directed by toys. (sighs) They're, like, playing with the toys of themselves. In and out. Hey, dial tone, look at your new figure. (laughs) Ain't it cool? You come with a phone. You come with a rotary phone and a, a portable phone dial tone. Look at all these accessories. You see, you see Duke's figure? He can take the sunglasses off. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, yeah, that's a new. Well, that's the thing is every time it's like, oh, new toy. Oh, well, <laughs> dial tone had to wear a new shirt this week. New toy. <laughs> hey, great. I got Hawaiian luau dial tone. <laughs> it's the same fucking guy with like a Hawaiian shirt on. Also, if bowling shirt existed in this, in this, in this alternate 1983 who we have going, he, he's only available in two packs with better figures. <laughs> like it's like, oh, cool, the new hawk. Oh no, I gotta buy bowling shirt too. Well, I mean, cause, every, well, cause the thing with bowling shirt is that you have to buy him with command center because he's in permanent sitting position. You're goddamn right. He's he's plastered to a chair and he comes with uh, a bucket of fried chicken, a a three liter thing of diet soda and a coupon for Hawaiian punch. <laughs> I mean, I guess that, so. this episode is. Oh, yeah. Joe's night out. The yeah. big episode Joe's night question. out uh, is about uh, it's dial tone, um, leather neck and wetsuit. Yeah. Yep. are all going on a triple date to go to the new hottest nightclub in Joe town. I don't know where this takes place. It looks like the space. Uh, needle. It takes place in America. <laughs> OK, you're, you're right. You're totally right, Chris. The uh, the the dance club in question is suspiciously shaped exactly like Seattle's Space Needle. So like any old investor could put that right up. <laughs> Funny. Any- <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there's no zoning permits whatsoever. There's, it's funny you should say space, Chris, because that's actually a spaceship that launches these three shows and 30-odd patrons into space. Oh, my God. I mean, you want to is... give Ed Harris a heart attack. This is how you do it. <laughs> You're trying to tell me that they're all up there. Not one of them can fly the goddamn thing. <laughs> he's, he's got, like, an, uh, uh, some odd tubing and some duct tape, and he's like, well, we gotta make spacesuits. I don't know what they got here. Some cocktail napkins. Gary Sinise is back at the command center, like, well, they thought I had whooping cough, so I couldn't go to the nightclub. <laughs> Turned out I didn't. Now, Leatherneck, the, the idea here is that you're going to want to duct tape the suit around wetsuit. Oh, that's well, how you're gonna do it. We'll get to that. Yeah. So I guess, like, what is the deal? Like, the Joes are so overworked in their battles with Cobra every day that it's like, you know what, guys? We just need a night out on the town. Well, this was my question. Does not... So, Hawk is the head of the Joes, or is it Duke? I don't I don't know what that power struggle's like, but I guess it's tense. Because it's usually... <laughs> 
that's my guess. Is there's a lot of okay. You, you went over my oh, head. Yeah, you went over you know, my head. You know the inter-office political bullshit in the GI Joe headquarters. It you got to be just drowning in it. You oh, yeah. really do. It's an everyday thing. But <laughs> whoever whoever would be the said. secondary in that situation, mm-hmm. I imagine gets girls for the GI Joes all the time. I mean, they're on fucking special occasion. Not special occasion. They're on special missions all the time. Yeah. They got no time for socializing. I imagine you have a service. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> there is a guy named Shore Leave, which is kind of hilarious. Hi, I'm Shore Leave. <laughs> I handle all the entertainment. <laughs> Want a conch shell? What does Shore Leave do? I don't know what Shore Leave does. Or I think I just exemplified yeah. <laughs> what Shore Leave does. I will say that there's a 30% chance that Shore Leave is actually the name of a pastiche made up by the Venture Brothers, but that's entirely... Oh, okay. But he might be a real one. I don't know. Venture Brothers, by the way, does have a lot of fun with the G.I. Joes and the low-hanging fruit, which is all of the gay jokes you could make with... And it's not even low-hanging fruit. It's just... It is the fruit of the thing. It's, it's just what it is. It's the it's, gayest cartoon I've ever seen, and it's amazing. It's the only thing you can enjoy in it, so it is just the fruit. <laughs> I just love how there was guaranteed, like, all these, like horrendous like homophobic dads out there yeah. that are like now finally there is an american show that i can put my son in front of and let him watch it i won't watch it with him though i just know that gi joe <laughs> fights for america and then there's these dudes in like leather daddy uniforms running all over the place and it's like oh i don't want my son reading a book that's gay hey <laughs> go play with your gi joes go in the dark basement with these gi joes and make them do stuff to each other take off bowling shirts bowling shirt and see, here's the trouble is that guy's son, mm-hmm. when he is in a club and it shoots up into outer space, he's not going to he's going to do the wrong thing. <laughs> he he's he's going to try to make a makeshift fucking suit and it's just going to be trouble. Yeah, this is a bad life lesson if you ever get stuck in space. So basically to to because, yeah, they're, they're burly dudes. They've all got mustaches. Some- every almost every <laughs> last one of them. Has a mustache. And two of the people out of the out of the sample size of three that we're stuck with have mustaches. <laughs> Both Leatherneck and the other one, and Dial Tone. Dial Tone. I also don't believe that any of the Joes enjoy the top button. No, oh no, no, no! <laughs> I absolutely do not think any of them have one. So, I mean, to to butch it up a little bit, to to you know. Straighten it up a bit in case the, the parents are coming into the room. They they all have dates. Uh, I think uh, Di- Dial Tone's got a girlfriend, and he brings two girls for wetsuit and uh, leatherneck to all go to the club. Yeah, and you know so that they can ignore them the entire time and just talk about Joe stuff. And leatherneck has the dud. Leatherneck does get stuck with the dud, and it's a it's a real like oh great an <laughs> ugly chick. I'm Leatherneck. Like, when they get to the club, he's she's like, don't you want to dance with me, Leatherneck? And he's like, no, where's the arcade <laughs> games? I got to kill something. Where's Wetsuit? Is he in the bathroom? <laughs> he better be in the bathroom. Man, and the dude who is doing Wetsuit's voice, by the way, is some sort of Nick Nolte impersonator. <laughs> and it doesn't fit the body that's drawn no, for him no. at all, because, like, the body, I've been talking about this guy a lot lately, and I don't know why, but the body of Wetsuit looks like Michael Jeter, <laughs> yeah, character actor Michael yeah. Jeter, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, God damn it, Leatherneck, <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do in the bathroom with you, for Christ's sakes? Hey, Wetsuit, I think the photographer's <laughs> left. We could ditch these chicks. <laughs> I just love the idea that the Joes are being followed around by paparazzo at all times. Oh, TMZ's all over just it. Just hounded by them. They're, 
They're hounded by Cobra Commander uh, hired Shutterbug. That's his name. <laughs> Photograph them, Shutterbug. <laughs> so they get into this club, and no Fucking sooner cartoon. than they get into this club than it shoots off into space. And everyone's like, wait, what? <laughs> And uh, apparently, there. Uh, speaking of power struggles, this season, the second season of this show, uh, no Cobra Commander gets usurped by somebody called Serpentor. Yeah, <sighs> Serpentor is terrible. He's really he's. So, I was so much looking forward to Cobra Commander being in this because I love that voice, and he's not even That's in this great. episode. He's really he's in the uh, he's in the following episode, which, by the way, is an episode where uh, Cobra Command feels the need to uh, speak with the media on like a 24 hour news network. That's what we were just watching a little bit of. That might be for another day. It, it, it falls in that second category, man. I better talk to Fox News. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing is probably after the first season. Barry Gibb or whatever, who the, whoever the fuck is doing the voice. It's probably Barry Gibb for the VGs. Uh, it's just like, I can't anymore with the, with the Cobra Commander voice. It's just, it, it's, I can do it for a little while, but then my, I, I, I go home. I can't even talk to my kids. Half, half my paycheck is hot green tea and honey. I mean, <laughs> is that, that's not a way to live, man. <laughs> so Serpenter shows up and he's like, yeah, I shot up into space. There's some other scientist named Dr. Mullaney who's working on a nitrogen fueled something or other. So it's it's the 80s, it's the early 80s and we're still we're still really burned by that gas crisis. Thanks a lot, Carter. And uh so what he's doing is he's developing like a new system of, you know, energy and, and fuel and whatever. It's it yeah. is somehow powered by nitrogen. I don't really know, but it's great because the other guy that he's talking to, cassette deck or whoever, no, that's that's mainframe. Oh, that's mainframe. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he's like, hey, mainframe, I need some of your expert computer skills to help me with a problem. And he says, uh, mainframe says. He's like, oh, wow, that's a whole new source of energy. We can kiss that fuel crisis goodbye. Uh, And all the eight-year-olds are like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Yeah, exactly. But the best thing is, so Mulaney is doing this for the good of the world. But Cobra only wants this to, like, fuel their jets and, like, save on that ever-loving fuel bill. You know what I mean? Like, it's not – it seems like it's a, it's a dollars and cents kind of decision. I believe it. I mean, but, like, frankly, it's a good idea for Cobra. I mean, man, I mean, of if anything I can imagine they're using a lot of, it's fuel. Oh, yeah. You're <laughs> flying to all these missions. You're constantly the, losing. The amount of electricity <laughs> being used in that fucking headquarters. Well, because think of it this way, too. They get in some sort of situation where they battle the Joes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the Joes always come out on top. And maybe, you know, Cobra sends X amount of fighter pilots to go in there, or choppers sure. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they all get shot down because they're defeated. Mm-hmm. Well, then they have to send the same amount to go pick all these guys up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a $2 million operation right there. A $2 million losing operation. Just for some failed weekend in Nicaragua. <laughs> You're not even accounting for the rest of the month. So that's so he's like, all right, look, I have, I have your, and it doesn't make any sense. I've shot your whole team, up, your three favorites in the space. But that's, that, and here's the thing, because I don't know 
G.I. Joe and I don't care. And I was like, are these the three MVPs Absolutely of the not. Joes? No, no. Wait, I didn't know Wetsuit existed. Oh, well, fucking now you do. Yeah, God damn it. I'm, I'm the hero of this episode. <laughs> I mean, if fucking Bowling shirts up there, I'm going to send the fucking Marines. But send the fucking Pope to get him. I mean, then we have a fucking issue on our hands. But <laughs> like fucking Leatherneck, goddamn dial tone. <laughs> yeah, a dial tone's pretty low. No one's like, ooh, I got dial tone for Christmas. Maybe if Leatherneck <laughs> is with Duke and fucking Hawk, then yeah. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, now we got you throw, whatever you the throw a roadblock is. up there. Which one's the guy in the uh, in the opening theme song number that looks like Sergeant Slaughter? Uh, that yeah, is Sergeant dude. Slaughter. Wait, what? Yeah, he he went he went both ways, man. <laughs> he was animated and a professional wrestler. Yes, somehow, some way, like he, so he was. Oh man, was he and, like bringing other wrestlers onto the show? I don't remember that part, but I do know. Yeah, Sergeant Slaughter was on the show. They wrote him in, and he's just he he does his own voice, and he makes the opening credits. Yeah, he's yeah. like character in the center, running at the camera. Yeah, a friend of mine had him. I was like, holy shit. Jesus, I make a joke that I think is going to be an impossible thing. Nope. And it turns out to be reality. Isn't that something? (laughs) So they're all stuck with G.I. Joe. (laughs) So they're all stuck in space. But he's like, all right, they're in space, and I'm going to blow them up in space unless you give me Dr. Mulaney and his technology. Why not just put a fucking bomb on this nightclub and save again a million dollars from l- launching this shit into space? A million? You think it's only a million dollars? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> space launches, you guys, are pretty pricey. <laughs> As it turns out, Cobra has Who to what, like have two fucking like space shuttles ready to go <laughs> to blow this fucking thing up. I just, I, I don't understand what. Like, just fucking put a bomb in there. Like, hey, I got a bomb in the nightclub. Anybody comes near that nightclub, it's going to explode. Same results. Everybody's dead. Exactly. Or it's just called taking hostages. Yeah, exactly. Put a chain around the door. Mm-hmm. Turn the heat up. Yeah. <laughs> see if they kill each other. You know? And then, yeah, just be like, yeah, there's a bomb on the other side. You can't come out. Don't. You better not try to open this door. There's a bomb on the other side. Oh, no, man. No, don't look. Don't look. Uh, no, <laughs> bomb. The bomb's there. But don't look. Don't look. If any, if I had like three hundred thousand dollars that I could just throw somewhere, I would pay someone to animate, and I, I would cast the voice for Twelve Angry Men with GI Joe characters. Three hundred thousand dollars. I think you could probably get it done with Flash animation. That stuff is not too, not too expensive. That's what I'm saying. Three hundred thousand dollars. Well, it's a it's a ninety minute picture, man. That's, that's <laughs> oh, not... you're talking the whole. thing. Oh yeah, bit not for just bit. A, not just a funny or die sketch. You want the whole thing. Yeah, I want the whole I damn mean, thing. The licensing is gonna kill you. I gotta tell you. <laughs> it's because when Destro stands up and starts talking about all the other races and everyone turns around, I want that shit to hit. I want that to land. Sure. You know, uh-huh. if you use the same animation style as that cartoon that we're talking about, <laughs> guaranteed it's not going to land. This is some of the worst animation I've ever seen. Well, here's the thing is I guarantee you Wetsuit's the one who has to get has to take it to the Mets game. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost positive of it. Back to the animation. Yeah, the 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 central animation's bad. The character design's OK. But the moving them around is difficult. Uh, it's one of those is, things where you totally blew your load on the opening like theme song. Yeah. Yeah. minute and a half or whatever. And the background characters in this d- nightclub look like Roz Chass drawings. You know what I mean? They're all just like squiggly. No, I garbage. don't know what you mean. <laughs> She's like the Kathy cartoonist for the New Yorker. Oh. Like she does some of the worst drawings I've ever seen. I've been looking <laughs> for an excuse to dig at Roz Chast, <laughs> and that was it. The pig says my wife is a <laughs> slut. <laughs> essentially but like they're just garbage 
They're lumps of clay that don't move. Like yeah. these yeah. nightclub patrons are garbage. You know what? Speaking of getting paid $300,000, Ruz, Chest, probably. No, she's doing all right. <laughs> she's doing better than me. Kathy cartoons are bad, though, too. Well, she, yeah, she, yeah, they're poorly drawn is what they are. When Kathy's eating like a pint of ice cream and I can't tell which one's Kathy and which one's the pint of ice cream, <laughs> you need to fucking try harder. Cartoon yeah. strip. But yeah, speak, you know, like there, there are cells missing in this. You'll get like sometimes, uh, hilariously, they fill in the, the flesh around Dr. Mulaney's beard to be white. So it's like, it looks like a cat for some of this episode. <laughs> It's so, so bad. And I mean, you know, I guess it's because it's just a toy line that's making a cartoon. Who knows how much money Hasbro had to shell out for this thing in the first place. Oh, and there are repeated stills, by the way. Oh, yeah. All over the fucking place. uh, There's recycled sequences in this, for sure. Yeah, just to make sure. Make sure we get it under that fucking $10 budget. (laughs) (laughs) I've brought up the theme song sequence a couple times. Just to uh, go back to it for one second, this is one of the worst theme songs of all time. Yeah. It's like your dad trying to sing something. Yeah. And it's a lot of just like... When I'm doing this and you're doing that and you need a bunch of steak sauce, G.I. Joe. It's so stupid. It doesn't go anywhere. It's not catchy. It's not getting in your head. That's for sure. No, you want to leave. I mean, like you're trying to get me to want to stay around for this 20 minutes of fucking who knows what. (laughs) So So. it's a pot boiler in space, right? We're all locked (laughs) in. And so the the Joes realize uh, Leatherneck mainframe and or Leatherneck what the fucking three idiots up there Dial Tone Leatherneck and, and Wetsuit wet yeah they realize that help is not on the way because Cobra has made that impossible because they're sinking trillions of dollars into this operation <laughs> <laughs> and they're like well we have to get the explosives first first things first we have to get the explosives off this spaceship you know what Wetsuit you could hold your breath for a long time sure <laughs> sure can I can hold my breath for almost four minutes. I can handle being in space. <laughs> the, whatever fifth grade kid wrote this episode has no idea how space works. No, James Coburn, I'm quitting drink. Wait. Well, <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Right, that, that, wrong, wrong script. Got a. All right, here. I learned how to hold my breath when Barbara Streisand was talking to me about my old childhood. <laughs> And wetsuit is the prince of tides. <laughs> that works. That actually works. <laughs> so he's like, "All right, there's explosives out here. I can go out into space, uh, wrapped up in garbage bags." <laughs> he may- makes a spacesuit. He-, he MacGyver's a spacesuit out of garbage bags, duct tape, and a fucking fishbowl. <laughs> Make duct- sure you put the tape on tight. I don't want any air escaping. Hey, Leatherneck, why'd you bring duct tape to this nightclub? No reason. <laughs> I see. So you're sealing the door shut with easy cheese. <laughs> yeah, okay. then it, that, that's the other thing is he's got like some fucking paste that one of the lady G.I. Joes made. And he's like, well, this will be perfect. I got the paste that Jenny made for us. And they start like sealing off a fucking doorway or something. Like, why again did you bring this? Oh, <laughs> Hey, Leatherneck, why did you bring this Q Lazarus CD with Goodbye Horses on it? No reason. 
Why did you insist on traveling to the club with this beat up couch in the back? The funny thing is, like, because they're GI Joes and because they're not going to reanimate anything ever. No, of course not. No, leather. One of them has grenades on his person the entire time. Like, <laughs> he comes to the fucking dance club with grenades, and I'm sorry if I'm a bouncer, GI Joe or no. Hey, man. You got to leave them outside. You got to leave those gr- <laughs> those live grenades outside. I think it's uh, it's not shockingly. I think it's again dial tone. Who's got some great lines when they enter the club? Because he, like there's a dude standing there who's like the mater d or you know the bouncer or something, and he goes, uh, he's like, "Hey, boss, video system you have in here or something like that." And oh, then uh, the, he's like, "Who installed it?" And the guy's like. Uh, Oh, I don't really know. It's my first day. As a matter of fact, it's all of our first days. And the girl's like, that's great. This place is brand new. And he's like, I don't know about that, Cindy. You may want to hold on because if it's one thing I know about nightclubs, it's that the wait staff is usually hired weeks in advance. (laughs) I'm like, what? You're a fucking G.I. Joe. (laughs) What are you even talking about right now? He had to be in college sometime, Andrew, (laughs) all right? I've been to all sorts of nightclub openings. It's just, it's unbelievable, so, this episode. So then Wetsuit goes, you know, he's out in space and starts <laughs> oh, talking about his, you know, dead daughter. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just driving around listening to the radio. <laughs> oh, wait. Hey, George Clooney. Oh, no, you're an illusion. <laughs> now I got to man this Chinese <laughs> vessel back to Earth. Well, that's the thing. So he goes out in garbage bags and and a, a, excuse me, and a six pack of soda for propulsion. <laughs> Lest do we forget that's how he's getting back to the fucking ship. So he's got he's got a good plan. And he, the only reason, the only reason wetsuit goes out there and not dial tone or not leatherneck is because he can hold his breath for four minutes, which is impossible. <laughs> But all he does when he's out there is flap his fucking gums and he's, not hold his breath. He's yip-yapping from the second this garage door pod bay opens and lets him out. And he's just, like, disabling this one. He's like, oh, lo- looks like a real party out here, Joe's. And Dialtone's like, that's hilarious. It's like, shut the fuck up. Hey, Dialtone, did I ever tell you about the time I can definitely hold my breath for over four minutes? <laughs> I'm going to do it eventually. Not now, though. I want to keep talking to you, Dial Tone. I'm going to make space my bitch out here. Uh, Dial Tone, I think I'm going to vomit up my lower intestine because <laughs> space is there. Man, I would love it if <laughs> if I had more than $300,000. I would just like to get a suicide. Somebody wants to commit suicide to go out into space in a bunch of garbage bags in a fishbowl <laughs> and see how that shit really plays out. Oh, man, it would be pretty cool. <laughs> Science majors, please write in. If you know what would happen to someone. I mean, they must be torn up from the inside out, right? Like, just, I, I don't know. It's I, not, a, it's definitely because uh, the one time I was like, that's bullshit, was uh, in Mission to Mars when Tim Robbins just turns to stone. <laughs> Yeah, that's not accurate. Yeah, I don't believe that's true. Space doesn't have the Medusa effect on you, but I think it's a thing where, like, you're it's so cold out there. I think there's a lot of flash freezing involved, mm-hmm. but again, I watch movies for a living, and I'm not a space scientist. No, definitely not. So, you know, if if anyone out there knows what's going on, we all hate movies at gmail.com. Additionally, if you are looking to commit suicide, we'll try to raise the money to send you to space in garbage bags. <laughs> and a fishbowl. And also, Mission to Mars is a good place to start. 
So, if you're looking to commit suicide, Mission to Mars is a very good way to start. So because Dial Tone can't keep his – not Dial Tone. Wetsuit can't keep his mouth shut, he passes out before the last explosive uh, goes down. Which and, it's a real, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? <laughs> and they go out, they save, they, they pull him in because he's got a, a, a tether line. I don't even know what they use for the tether line. Like, I think it's like fruit extension. by the foot. <laughs> It's probably food, by the way. Yeah, point. I would imagine. And I also brought this extension cord with me. Don't ask why. <laughs> the and girls like, are just like, oh, my God. Thankfully, we were kidnapped and blasted into space. I think they were going to kill us. Don't have a toolkit, but we do have Lunchables. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if this dance club was going to have food. <laughs> oh, I'm so embarrassed, says Dial Tone. With all those ham discs. <laughs> That shit is poison. Yeah, it is. Straight up. It's poison you, for children. You want to kill your kid, give him Lunchables. <laughs> and Leatherneck goes out. He gets his own. Apparently, there are so many garbage bags in this nightclub. Well, it's brand new. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. clear that Cobra was prepared to open a fully functioning nightclub with the hopes that one of the days in its operation, well, the Joes would show up to it. Because <laughs> that's the other thing of this. They are ready to go with this nightclub day one. Knowing that the Joes are somehow going to be inexplicably attracted to going to the grand opening of a new nightclub in town. Well, I mean, Diddy was going to show up. Well, wait a minute. Diddy, it wouldn't be Diddy. It'd be like Adam Ant was going to show up. And, <laughs> yeah. And then they were going to have a big party. Well, no, I mean, that's, you're right, though. But the thing is, Dial Tone loves a night out. So yeah. you, knew, yeah. you, knew, you know you've at least got Dial Tone in that, in that nightclub. Hey, boys, I heard that Kenny Loggins is playing the opening of the new nightclub downtown. Kenny Loggins, huh? <laughs> Sign me up. Hey, do they have arcades? <laughs> hey, Leatherneck, you want to come? Because last time I went out with Dial Tone, it got real weird after 2 a.m. <laughs> I'd like someone to monitor my drinks it's just when Dial Tone is around. Dial Tone kept saying all this stuff about how he had to pull over to go to the bathroom, and I kept reminding him that it was a 10-minute drive from the club back to the base. Dial Tone would not shut the fuck up about whether or not Mr. Loggins was going to play the entire Caddyshack <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> I don't know, man. And I mean, oh, so also the other the other whole thing in this, right? They're, they are negotiating, like, we're going to blow them up yeah. unless you give us this scientist because we want to steal the engine, blah, blah, blah. This is a, a hilarious continuity error in this thing. Or it's just like a cut scene, I guess, because we have to have so much shenanigans at this dance club. The Joes launch, like, they go to an actual, like, U.S. military base. And yeah. the guy there is like, hi, I'm General Puffin Stuff, whatever. <laughs> Uh, here's the ships that you're going to you know, launch off to go save your friends or whatever is happening. And they're like, oh, thanks a lot, General. And then they cut to Cobra and the guy, what's his name? Salamander? <laughs> Serpentor. Oh, Serpent Serpentor is like, like, oh, no, the Joes are going to launch a strike. Well, we'll send someone to fuck them up. And then not, you don't see anything. And then back at the Joe base, they're like, oh, no, the Cobra totally shot down our rescue yep. mission. I was like, what? what? Why can't I see that? Why can't I see some action? I got all these nerds in front of computers, and I got a bunch of idiots floating around with soda in space. Well, there is that line. It's like a line that's in almost every... Like, whenever action happens in the G.I. Joe universe, I imagine this line goes on. Let's just have some of our guys up there in case Cobra attack. Let me tell you something here, guys. <laughs> Cobra is always going to be attacking. <laughs> every single time, just have them yep, ready. Yep, yep. It just... Also, though, you bring up a good point. 
much like Alan Rickman taking over Nakatomi Tower, like, why aren't some of these dance club patrons actual Cobra employees? Yeah. yeah. Settle those fucking Joes down. <laughs> some suppressive force. Yep. You know, get some hostages going. Like, you don't have an, enough Cobra to lose on a mission like this. Like, oh, no, no, no. It's definitely not going to go into space. And we, we have this secret, you know, escape pod for you and fucking yeah. you and Switchblade there or whatever the <laughs> fuck, you know? All right, so let's wrap this up. So they they launch a successful rescue mission, sort of. Sort of, and then basically, you know, Leatherneck goes, you know, Wetsuit passes out. Leatherneck gets his own spacesuit, goes out, and defuses the last bomb. He gets back in, and then they land this fucking nightclub <laughs> from space. And no one's... Wetsuit... Uh, think, thankfully, he tells everyone to hold on. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's my favorite part. He's like, hold on. This spaceship's about to crash land. <laughs> I mean, you're all going to die, but you might be in one piece if you hold on. And it's like bad Star Trek choreography. They're kind of like, whoa. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Christopher Reeve would have been the lucky. You know what I mean? Like, if you woke up and you were, like, completely paralyzed from the neck down, you'd be like, Wow. I, I, I'm so fucking lucky. I'm the luckiest man alive. Like, I I should be dead. Mm -hmm. Everyone should be dead. I should definitely be dead. I use a breathing tube, tube to get around, but man, oh man, am I the luckiest <laughs> man alive. I can think. <laughs> I can think, and everyone else is fucking dead. Here's a side note about Superman. <laughs> uh -huh. is, you know, like, when... When Batman and Superman are alone in a room together, they're, they're working on a case. You know, Batman will be like, you know what, Clark? You got to shut the fuck up. And Superman will be like, you know, you're right, Bruce. We are all we there's, – there's no real names. It's all dial tone, mistletoe, and whoever the fuck else. Here's what I think that is, though, because the Joe operation is so secretive. <laughs> they don't know who's who. Oh, you know what I mean? Like you don't know it's if like Dial Mr. Tones Pink Clark. Mr. Blue. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're just hired. You know nothing. That's why it's very dangerous that they're going out to this nightclub in the first place. <laughs> it's very dangerous. Well, it's probably. Oh, I mean, it's probably a lot of trouble because, like, you have to have. Then you have to have codes for all your like security staff or all your your HR representatives. But like, listen, if you cabinet down in HR, <laughs> l listen to some of these nicknames we've been talking about. I don't think they'd have a problem calling someone cabinet. <laughs> Hey, hey cabinet. cabinet! We really need you up here. Uh, Toenail clipper, get over here. Uh, hey, uh, dial tone. I don't, I don't. I think I should be nervous. I was just called in by somebody named Pink Slip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> Man, you must have really messed up. I thought we were all contracted. <laughs> and he's bringing in class action. <laughs> oh no! Oh, their legal counsel, oh, class action. Leatherneck has had a few run-ins with class action. <laughs> well, I don't think they should be on the base in the first place. That's really, that's not up to you, Leatherneck. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, the Joes save the day. Who gives a fuck? And basically the, uh, the planes that Dr. Mulaney uh, soups up for Cobra blows up. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. And... <laughs> Sir, Sir Pentor, and, and for the four comic book nerds who, who like this, uh, looks exactly like Copperhead from the DC Universe. Hooray! Uh, his, <laughs> Nothing from the other end of the room. Is he, his little catchphrase, which is really irritating. Oh, yeah, it is. Is this I command. And he's just like, at the end, he's like, 
We'll get them. This I command. And it's the same. It's talk about recycling stuff. Oh, it's, it's the same take of this I command yep. oh, peppered throughout this little episode. Man. All right. Was anyone embarrassed watching this? I was I was laughing so hard I became embarrassed <laughs> at myself for getting to Dom DeLuise levels of laughter. It's, it's that silent giggle it up and then the, just, you know, the, the chest is going automatically. And there's just nothing. There's no laughs coming out. You're just wheezing and sweating and crying. Yep. Uh, I mean, it, there might have been some embarrassment in there, but it was mostly confusion. <laughs> I mean, it, like, not, yeah, ninety percent of it was like, "What the hell? What?" Because there's so many nicknames going on, you couldn't tell who was well, who all under all those mustaches. And then something we didn't even bring up is all the science, the science nonsense that goes on. I, again, because when the writer of this episode was done writing this episode, uh, that person twanged their typewriter and went, Hey, Mommy, I did it. I wrote a G.I. Joe episode. They go to space in a dance club. <laughs> Tucker did a wonderful job. <laughs> yeah. Written by Tucker. Uh-uh. Yeah, I wasn't embarrassed by this. It's just so fucking stupid. Like, I was never a G.I. Joe fan. I mean, I'm a fan of laughing at it hysterically and making fun of it. But I didn't grow up with it. I always knew what it was. Was never interested in it. I wasn't interested in military-related cartoons. Like that's a couple weeks ago. Community did this pretty funny episode where it was all them as GI Joe characters, mm-hmm. which was pretty funny. But I, I didn't give a shit about GI Joe, so it was just like kind of all right. I'm watching an animated episode of Community. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a little. It's kind of like He Man, where it's a little older than us. I think. Where, you know, it's, it's like 83 and 84, you know, that's kind of... I mean, I will say that I, def- I had some uh, figurines. Yeah. I, yeah. Had some, I had some toys of G.I. Joe, but I never watched a lick of this. I mean, because I think, honestly, and that's, the toys were, were a great line. There was a billion of them. And, like, the adventures you would make up for these G.I. Joes far surpassed anything you oh, could yeah, watch on the television. You never uh, played outside and had them go to a spaceship dance club? I did. I, I missed that one. <laughs> I'm not that clever. I mean, I did think up one where there was a hostage situation in a Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> which Get they bowling probably... shirt in here. We got to eat our way out. <laughs> oh, I that's, want bowling shirt to exist. That's how they... We'll kidnap bowling shirt. This I command. Turn that Ben and Jerry's into a space station. Have you guys seen bowling shirt? No. All right. Where's Hawaiian shirt, his replacement? <laughs> I think it's the same guy. No, it can't be. Hey, call up Craigslist. He'll, he'll put on a listing. Oh, yeah, Craigslist, by the way. You're clear of that corner of Joe first. That's Animation Damnation, episode four. We will definitely be coming back to G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, at some point. Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Seda. Chris Kevin. Take it easy. <laughs>